This is Matthew Wilmot, and don't go outside today. Stay at home and listen to the Little Geek Lost podcast. Because if you go outside, I'll kill you. And if you go near my lawn, I'll kill you again. So we're back with another episode of what I like to call Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. And that title is reserved specifically for Jack and Matt from England. So say hello. <laughs> hello. 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 <laughs> we all back have to with say vengeance. in a Canadian accent. Hello. <laughs> hello. Oh, hey there. Hello. hello. <laughs> Sounds like Minnesotan or something. Yeah. I saw a great vine the other day. It was a, a guy, he was, he was going on about how Canadian girls, you know, the, they, need, they need to be finessed, you know, there's like a subtlety to chatting them up, <laughs> yeah. and it ju- just cuts to him, and he's stood like a little ways from her down in a park, and he's like, we should fuck, eh? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, oh, I love it when they say eh. It makes, <laughs> it makes me so happy. I love that guy. He does like all the Canadian pronunciation stuff, and he says stuff like all weird because it'll be like icy hot, and he'll be like icky hoot, and just like <laughs> a bunch of weird shit. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He's got a bunch of other ones like that. So, Jack and Matt, I think that I was trying to like come up with a name to ship you guys together, and I think it was a Mac that I came up with. <laughs> Mac, Mac or Jackie. Well. <laughs> Oh, Jaffu. I like Jaffu. <laughs> I think Mac sounds cooler. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be mashed up with Matt, to be honest. <laughs> we're surprisingly physically similar. Yeah. So, like, nothing much would change for us physically. We'd stay yeah. around 6'1", 6'2", and, like, we're both overweight, so, like, basically <laughs> the same size. <laughs> It's like if we did the uh, the face swapping thing on Snapchat, there really wouldn't be that much difference. <laughs> it's just our faces would move, and that would be it. Yeah, exactly. Depending on the day, Maybe one we might should have do a little those, bit man. more facial hair. I, th- I think we should, Jack. We'll, we'll we'll do it at Thought Bubble. We'll we'll, sp- we'll spend the weekend face swapping and seeing if anybody notices. <laughs> just change or wear each other's clothes and see if anyone notices the difference. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they will when they walk up to Jack and he's like, oh, hey, Jack. He's like, what the fuck are you on? <laughs> why, why are you northern all of a sudden? What's wrong with you? I'm always, I'm always right proper northern, me. <laughs> I actually had someone tell me that, um, what the hell is it that you said weird? I can't, someone was telling me that you said something weird, Matt, and I can't remember what it was. Was it but? It doesn't narrow it down. No. <laughs> there it was a, another British guy, I don't remember where he's from, but he's on the um We Three was it We Three Geeks maybe? I can't remember. And he said that like Matt said something strange and I don't remember what it was though. Maybe it was pants. I don't remember. Pants? Yeah. Do I say pants strange? I don't know. I say well, pants. A few things weird. he says normally, I think. <laughs> No, it wasn't the whole, I like... I see everything normally. It's normal <laughs> for Yorkshire, so it's normal. I remember on my... Well, the first 
drunk podcast I did, and I was talking about, like, you say butt weird. I'm like, he says butt, but he drags it out, and he, he drags it out, and he says weird, and he drags it out. And our friend's like, oh, he drags it out? And I was like, yeah, he drags it out. <laughs> and I just kept saying butt for, like, a few seconds. It was messed up. <laughs> Was this the same time when you sort of tried to call me at three in the morning as well? Is <laughs> this the same time as this, uh, this before then? Yeah, it was that night probably. Oh, uh, okay. Because <laughs> that was strange. Because for some reason I was awake. Yeah. I was having one of those nights where I just couldn't sleep. And then I was like, I'm so going to call you. I was like, I really wouldn't. It's like three in the morning. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm not very talkative right now. So I'm going to call you. So yeah. I look at Skype and there's this missed call. I was like, oh, oh, no, sorry, I missed it. Oh, I've gone to sleep now. No, oh, I think it was, it. like, through Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, Snapchat calling. That, that, that's <laughs> a thing. Yeah. What an amazing way to find out. It's three in the morning and some drunk girl <laughs> is phoning you on Snapchat. It's like, what the hell? Hey, I'd had, like, a liter and a half of booze at that point. Which booze? Cause uh, that, that I think all deadly. the booze. <laughs> Smirnoff Ice sells, like, one liter coolers Jesus here Christ. now. So it was like a liter of Smirnoff ice. It's like six dollars. What? Yeah. A liter of Smirnoff is six bucks. Smirnoff ice, so it's the cooler. Yeah, but yeah. still. Yeah, it was $6. yeah, but come on, you can That's get like, like a three bottle of White Lightning for a pound if you know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like well, I think the regular coolers are maybe if you buy like one cooler, it's about like two fifty. And so you can get the like whole one liter for six dollars. I'm like, well, for six dollars, I'm gonna buy one liter of Smirnoff ice. And so, like at that point, I drink a cooler of green apple, Smirnoff whatever, a whole liter of Smirnoff ice, and like two hard root beers. <laughs> Holy shit! So I was pretty drunk. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Jesus. And the first thing she thinks to do is Snapchat me. Yeah. That proves how drunk she was. <laughs> we were finding people to call. <laughs> Literally could have found anyone. Anyone infinitely more interesting than me. No. She's like, I'm a call Matt. That'll be fun. <laughs> we were all mad that it was like too early or late in the morning for you. That it was like the time difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, no, oh. the drunk pod. I, well... I didn't post them on iTunes because I kind of wanted to keep them out of, like, my RSS feed. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't want people coming across them if they don't need to. But I have that one up. Um, and then I posted, like, one this week of our last one where me and my friend Kat just play Would You Rather with, like, dudes for about 20 minutes. And it's pretty explicit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we do, drunk. <laughs> Well, what we do drunk is usually riot with French police. <laughs> That's what we do. The hooligans. Bringing it back and being topical. <laughs> nice one, man. Yeah. The hooligans. British hooligans. Yeah. I actually have <laughs> a, a do. I have a do. That's not English. <laughs> I do have a question about summer in England. Yeah. And what it's like there. If it's like the same kind of like shit weather that we have here. Or if it's decent. I, I think it is. I think the only difference is is really that you get you guys get a hotter temperature just because you're further inland. Because we're just an island in the middle of the North Atlantic. We can have 
weather systems move in fairly quickly. So if we get a heat wave, it doesn't tend to last very long. Yeah, in particular, weather will last for like three or four days or a week at the most, yeah. and then suddenly be like, oh, now it's minus two. <laughs> then it's, it's pouring like, with rain. Then it's yeah. summer. It's like we we get a summer that lasts a week. Yeah. Oh wow! So like this week, it was it was hot, sort of Sunday through Thursday. And then yesterday it started to rain and it got really cool. And today it's been really overcast and really cool and the wind has picked up. So we're probably going to have at least another couple of days of coolish weather. But it's still quite humid, which is annoying. <laughs> but then like that will all roll out again and then we'll get like another week of glorious sunshine and a million percent humidity. And they just, it's... I think it's pretty much the same. It's just that it changes a lot more. I think that's all. I think that's really the only difference. Ours changes a lot, but it's usually like in one day, where I'll mm. wake up and it'll be minus two, and then by the time I get home from work, it's twenty-five out. Oh well, we can, you know, we can have like all four seasons in a day. Yeah, we get that too. <laughs> I uh, I was I was talking with my mum the other day because my uh, my brother had his fortieth birthday on Monday. And she was saying that I think it was the it's either is like the the summary was one or the summary was two, so it might have been like seventy six, seventy seven. Uh, it snowed in the middle of winter, like the middle of summer. His birthday is the sixth of June, and it was snowing. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was just cold and ridiculous. I was like, man, I'd love that kind of summer. Sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> Our summers. Not, usually not too bad. Like I think we'll get up to maybe about twenty five, twenty six at the most. It doesn't get too bad. But this year it's been almost like spring weather still. Like it hasn't been that mm. warm. I'm well, I think we've had a quite a long stretch this year of it. It being sort of pleasant, but a little on the chilly side. Like there'll be a nice day, but the wind is really up. Yeah. So he's like, oh, well, it's a nice day, but I still need to put my jacket on because of that wind. Yeah, it'll still cut through you like a knife. The wind today blew all the petals off my crab apple tree. Which <sighs> now I like your to call crabs my... are just <laughs> floating around. I like to call it my crabapple tree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, <laughs> Something being Matt Capone over his uh, Simpsons tricks. <laughs> They always yeah. have the best ones. My my, fa- my favorite mispronunciation of a Simpsons name, though, is still Super Nintendo Charmers. <laughs> yeah. That one's great. <laughs> I love Ralph. But, yeah, you can't go wrong with Ralph. Ralph is always a source of amusement. <laughs> no, no matter what crappy season you're in, they always manage to do something good with Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of summer stuff, I did actually have another question that's topical just for jack um <laughs> the big summer blockbusters because we're into that season already i mean we've got you know all the, the comic book movies coming out and the remakes of 80s movies which there seems to be a lot of lately are you guys into like the big summer blockbusters over there well you two specifically <laughs> um i am i always loved the good summer blockbuster it was like, for me, growing up, it was always the thing to get excited about. Yeah. I think the the first first summer I spent in the cinema was, like, 93, I think it was. And that year we had Jurassic Park, Dennis the Menace the movie, uh, T-1000, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time, and Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) And as a child, that was like the best year ever. But looking back now, I can see it's only amazing just for Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) Not the others, weird shit. Um, But I, you know, I I still like a good popcorn movie. It's it's one of those simple joys. I think it's just like going in the cinema. It's like you go and see a film, and you know it's not going to be great, but you just want to be entertained for two hours. Like I saw the, I saw Nice Guys at the beginning of the week, and we got the new trailer for Independence Day. I was like, man, like everything's gonna blow up. I'm, I'm totally get behind this. He's like, I don't care if it's schlocky. The first one was schlocky. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just needs to be it does. It just needs to be kind of dumb and like with a couple of like memorable lines, and then everything explodes. That's all you need from that film. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyone who goes into that film expecting it to be a work of art is a moron. <laughs> yeah, it's not an art piece. No, I think it's something people need to realize is the difference between like these blockbustery things and then like, cinema as an art form. <laughs> you get so many people moaning about like Michael Bay movies, and then you know we're now getting Transformers Five, yeah. and they're all just tearing up the box office like you wouldn't believe. And I think people underestimate how just sort of pure escapism and just comfort food so many movies are. Mm. And, like, I watched the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, as in the first Michael Bay produced one the other day, and didn't hate it. It was it was perfectly adequate cinema. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that, like, you know, that's basically what it is. I mean, the reason that summer blockbusters probably do so well is because, you know, kids are out of school and people just want to break and, you know, you go to the movies for yep. the whole exactly. movie experience. Mm-hmm. Not just yeah, and it's itself. the big blockbuster things, particularly now with the kind of um, onset of the comic book movies taking over the box office. People go there, and there are these films where you want to see it on the big screen with an audience, with the huge yeah. sound effects and everything. You don't just want to like watch it on your phone or something like that, which you can do these days, but that does kind of undermine some of the sort of literal spectacle of yeah. going to the cinema and things like that. Well, it's kind of nice, like, being with other people and going with, like, a group of friends and stuff and, you know, all laughing at the same jokes or even, you know, if you're just in the theater with strangers, but you're all laughing at the same in-jokes and it's kind of like a community type thing. Yeah. It's good, but I think there's, you know, there's only a handful of movies you can do that with. I think there's, a you know, there's a hell of a lot more movies where you either want to go on your own or just, like, a small group. Yeah. It's like, um, was it last year when uh, Ex Machina came out? I went to see that and I was like, that was phenomenal. Man. And I don't think that, I don't think my experience would have been made any better by a bunch of people being there that I knew. Yeah. Mm. You know, because afterwards I just came out and was just talking with my friend and we were just having a good old time sort of, you know, talking about the movie and all the little nuances and stuff. I was like, you know, th- th- this is great, but. I couldn't do it with, like, you know... I couldn't do it, like, when I was at film school and, like, 15 of us went to see a movie. Yeah. And you're just like, (sighs) shut up. Yeah, absolutely. Like you were saying, Matt, particularly with things like uh, that's kind of smaller scale, more personal films, you mentioned Ex Machina, which is one of my favourite movies of the last few years. I am a huge... 
nerd for that kind of like cyberpunk <laughs> sci-fi stuff as most pro- people probably already know um and that kind of small scale really intimate films like i watched a film called blue ruin have you guys seen that at all oh no. it's so good it's fantastic and i had no idea what it was like going in yeah. not a clue and it's this like really personal tale of revenge from this one guy who's like dealing with the loss of a family member and stuff and it becomes this kind of small scale journey across America just like across this one state I think it's like Wisconsin or something like that and he just like journeys across Wisconsin finding the guy who got in prison for killing somebody and blah 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 and it's like it's really really fantastic and I saw it at the cinema and then watched it again at home and I was like I could have just watched this at home and it's one of those films that feels as good yeah, on, on I, your TV I screen as it did on the big screen. I saw it on Netflix. I think that's how I came across mm. it. Yeah, it's currently on Netflix in the UK for those yeah. of you who are listening in the UK. <laughs> it's um, you know, it's, I think the it came out on DVD and then it was on the American Netflix. I was like, oh, I'm we'll just watch it at home. I watched it. I was like, that was amazing. Mm. Um, but did you see? Um, have you seen Green Room yet? I have not seen it yet, but I've heard uh, an amazing thing. Yeah, the the guy who the guy who's in Blue Ruin is in that as well, and it's I think that's by the same guy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, I enjoyed it, the experience of it in the cinema because you know it's sort of it's not a horror movie like a lot of people will say. It's really just a thriller, but it gets really dark in places and. You know, I, I really enjoyed it in the cinema, and I'm looking forward to watching it again at home. And I'm curious as to how those two are going to stack up. Because it is, it's the similar sort of thing. It's a real intimate, really close little movie. You know, it's like a the, you know, cast of like a dozen people. You know? <laughs> and it's, all, it's not almost literally in one room, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. There's, you know, it's like a, it's a bar, I think, somewhere in like northern Oregon. And most of it is just the interior of the bar, and occasionally you see some exterior shots. But it's such a it's such a great movie, and much like Blue Ruin, it's sort of it's you know it's going on it's not you know, on its own little pace and sort of bringing you into this little you know mm. character story, and then all of a sudden there is just the most horrendous gore. I mean, it was shocking just seeing it. It's just like what the fuck is going on, man. <laughs> yeah. mm. Just, yeah, it just sort yeah. of comes out of nowhere, and I, I really recommend it. I think if you if you dug Blue Ruin, I think you're really going to dig this as well. Yeah, um, going back to seeing things in the cinema as well. There's been a more of a push recently with like TV shows premiering in movie theaters as well, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. Like Game of Thrones does it pretty much every season. Yeah, they and do that here I in saw the, the Doctor Who too. I saw the Doctor Who 50th anniversary episode in the cinema and it was like a really amazing experience and i didn't love the episode re-watching it but I, I loved it in the cinema because so many people like cheering along and you know when all the doctors like gathered together at the end everybody was like clapping and cheering and stuff <laughs> and it's like these people have been waiting you know 50 years for this thing to to finally build up to this moment the return of gallifrey and everybody's like freaking out and it felt really special, and I'm glad that I wasn't just, you know, sat on my sofa with my dad being like, oh, that's good. Yeah, great. Yeah, I kind of, like... Everybody's like, it builds the kind of atmosphere, doesn't it? I think that, well, when I went to see Clerks 2 in the theatres, like, 
me and my husband and maybe like a handful of other people kind of spread out and you know it was one of those things where it was like a lot smaller group and it was kind of weird too because all there's like all the in jokes in it and mm. like everyone all got it so it was kind of like being a part of like a little smaller group whereas if it had been like probably a pack theater everyone might not have got like all the weird little in jokes so it's kind of cool like just being like this little group of people even though we were all strangers same kind of thing like you know everyone was there for that movie and really appreciated and kind of got what it was about and so that was kind of cool just being you know a smaller group of people and seeing that at the theater i don't know how it would be like seeing like where am i here there's not too many like i don't think the game of thrones one was that packed and same with doctor who because we're pretty mm. small yeah northern redneck town so <laughs> i don't know I mean, yeah, i'm, I'm pretty much those. in the middle of nowhere here myself <laughs> <laughs> But I know that we did have those here too. Like we had the Game of Thrones premiere, and I think the Doctor Who, one of the seasons recently was here. I don't think they had like the 50th anniversary on, but they had one of the other ones. Well, if they're yeah, going to they... show sports games in the cinema, they should, you know, show TV. Yeah, they have like weird ballet like promotions here too in our theater. I'm like, I'm going to go to the, yeah. the theater and watch ballet. If I was gonna go watch ballet, I'd want to actually go watch it live. Like it'd be weird just watching it on a screen. See, from all the yeah. stories I've been told of people that have seen the ballet, though, it's like horrifically loud. Yeah, probably. Like no matter how tiny and slight the ballerinas are, <laughs> they have to come down eventually, and it's just this enormous clatter. <laughs> but I think I'd quite like to see it in a theater where they're doing a bit of sound editing. So, you know, they they sound as graceful as they look. So, you know, and they <laughs> land on the stage, it doesn't sound like me falling over. <laughs> Just stomping <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> I, I think I'd be all right with that. I think that would be fine. <laughs> I know they keep promoting here, too, about having, uh, well, they keep calling eSports, but it's really just people playing, like, Call of Duty. Dota and stuff. Yeah, and they keep promoting that and, like, having that on the big screen. For me, I'd rather go see, like... Starcraft. I think that'd be a lot better if they had that here, but I think that's kind of like it's kind of cool too, and I'm kind of sad I didn't get to go see the War- like Warcraft for the premiere this weekend because my husband was out of town, so we're going to go see it when he gets back, but I was kind of like it'd be, it'd be interesting to see like all the other WoW nerds in town <laughs> just to go to see there, because who else is going to see Warcraft opening night besides WoW nerds? I don't know. I was surprised by the kind of people that came out for the new uh, Godzilla movie opening night. Yeah, I had the expectation of it. Though. Yeah, but I don't know. Godzilla's fairly niche as a yeah as an idea. Yeah, it's yeah. If you if you look at all the old Godzilla movies, other than the '98 one, which we don't talk about, well, <laughs> and the Japanese <laughs> refuse to admit is a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Hey, it's got Hank Azaria in. It's got to have at least one point for that. Most things have Hank Azaria, and I hate to break it to you, Matt. Yeah. (sighs) That guy's in everything. Coming back to The Simpsons quite nicely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He always comes back to the yellow people. (laughs) That Um, sounds racist. Yeah. I I think with the way that, just with the way that they promote movies, I think you'd be surprised at just how many, you know, like regular Joes would have gone opening night. Yeah. So, you know, I, I work with a, a girl who's, like, her and her husband go to the cinema regularly, and I wouldn't say that they're, you know, cinephiles. They're, they just go and they'll watch whatever's there, and, you know, I'm going to sound like a real snob now, but it's like they have <laughs> great taste in movies. 
you know, it's like one of them was telling me how they loved the last Adam Sandler movie. Oh, I was wow. like, yeah, yeah. you're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed <laughs> to anymore. Um, but, you know, just, you know, people will go and they'll be like, oh, there's a new movie. And, you know, it gets promoted and it's like, oh, well, it's in IMAX and it's 3D and all this sort of stuff. And people go to see those screens because they still think it's something special. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I think if they really wanted a wow, folks, they'd just do 2D IMAX and shoot it properly. Like the, you know, it gets a lot of stick. But, you know, some of those wide cityscapes in um, Dark Knight Rises are just amazing to look at. Yeah. Mm. I mean, especially when you get home and you watch like the Blu-ray version of it, because it's like ultra high definition with how they've had to, you know, squash the the film down to fit onto your TV. It, it looks so good. It's like, why can't we have that instead of, you know, <laughs> kind of half blurry IMAX adventures? We saw Civil War in 3D, and I don't know if we were just like too close to the screen or what, but for like the whole like all the opening action sequences it was just so blurry and painful to look at that i actually took the 3d glasses off <laughs> i was just like preferring to see it blurry and squinty that way because it just hurt way too much yeah i'm not surprised i think it was when i saw amazing spider-man 2 we saw that imax 3d and we were quite close and we were off center and about one third of the screen on the right hand side you just couldn't see it all because of the position we were at <laughs> i was just like this is just this is just ridiculous. There's a bit where I think it's Pete and Gwen are in a they're in like a storage cupboard at Oscorp, and they've gone for this really really nice shot where they're shooting through like a a coil of wires, and like the coil is blurry, but it's supposed to be blurry, and it like frames Peter's face, and it just looked like someone had put a big smudge on the film print. <laughs> it's like th- this is this is just terrible. I hate this. So, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather go see a 2D presentation of the movie. So I saw Star Wars in 2D the first time I watched it, and it did not take away from my enjoyment. Yeah, I, think I watched that, 3D like, the second time, and I was like, it didn't make it any better. I think that like with 3D, it's almost like more of a novelty thing, because they just try and like put it in. I get the experience and everything, but it just hurts my eyes. I'd rather watch like a really good quality 2D movie yeah. than a 3D one. I t- the, the thing that always gets me, because you know, there's always people that are like, oh, 3D is amazing, is that they refuse to forget, like, uh, uh, refuse to acknowledge, sorry, that they've tried to do 3D at least once a decade for the last <laughs> 60, 70 years. Yep. You know, going all the way back to, like, the 50s. It's like, it, 3D doesn't work. People just get bored of it. Just make better films. <laughs> Oh, I love, like, there's this movie with John Goodman about movies in the 50s or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. But it was, like, where they're talking about, like, movie theaters and stuff. And they had, like, all the stuff in the seats. So, like, people would get, like, buzzed in the seats for different scenes. And it had, like, all the 3D action and everything. And I think that would have been, like, so cool back then because everything was, like, so brand new. And they wouldn't mm. know to expect it. Whereas, like, now, you know, if you put, like, stuff in the seats and that, everyone just kind of, like, come to expect it from everything. They'd be like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, we, we've we started getting screens over here that are doing 4D, which is just basically Weird. just a, like a moving seat. Oh, yeah. There's little, you know, there's little, little like, really fine, like, like horsehair brushes down at the bottoms, and they'll sort of, like, brush past your leg if you're running through grass or whatever on the <laughs> screen. Or Weird. And it's just like, 
why do I want something annoying the shit out of me while I'm trying to watch a movie? <laughs> that would be really good for horror opposite. movies. <laughs> yeah, true, but wouldn't you rather have that, like, sat at home? Wouldn't you rather, like, have, like, a chair? Well, actually, what you want is you want to go sit down in your own home, sit down in your favourite chair, having not known that someone has altered your chair <laughs> into one of these touchy-feely things and put, like, little hidden speakers in it. That would be a great experience. But once you've experienced that, you know, the first time, it wouldn't ever work again. Yeah. That, I just find that really strange. I don't want to go to a theatre and have, like, a seat touching me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? The, the, someone, someone went to see Deadpool in those seats and was saying that, like, they got sprayed in the face with water <laughs> whenever there was, like, a blood splatter. That's exactly what I was about to say. I remember when they would, like, oh, spray wow. fragrances and stuff or yeah. something like that. That's it was, crazy. like, a 4D smell-o-vision thing they would do at theme parks here in the UK. <laughs> wow. That's bizarre. Just, just, just make good films and stop being stupid, gimmicky <laughs> douches. Yeah, they, I don't know. Thanks, James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest problem is they just keep remaking stuff now from the '80s or even like yep. other decades. I'm like, why can't you just make good films? And like Ghostbusters, yeah, it's you know, it's it's kind of cool. It's the whole thing, like, well, the the whole female cast and whatever. But it's like, why can't you just make a good movie? With a female cast, why do you have to remake something yeah. from the '80s and then change it to oh look now it's all women? Why can't you just make a new movie with all women? Yeah, it's like the what is it the the doing a like a female Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, yeah, and it's the same thing. It's like I've, I've got nothing against them doing a female Ocean's Eleven, but why not just do a female-led heist movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but. I remember it's probably one of the only things that stuck with me from the film school when I was there. And it was one of my lecturers, my writing lecturer. Uh, and he said that, you know, it's like movie making is the single worst business idea on the planet. <laughs> because I, as a filmmaker, have to come to you two who are studio execs. And I have to come to you and say, I want $300 million to make three films about a bunch of little people and an old man. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, mm, no, we'll give you $4 million. And that's it. You know, it's like basically you've got to go up to someone and ask them for a giant chunk of money for something that they may not get a return on. Yeah. So why, as soon as, you know, as soon as, you know, a movie's been at the cinema for like two weeks, people are telling you whether or not it's, it's made money. But then you see movies that don't do well financially that get like a bunch of sequels. Yeah. And like, well, how can this, how, like, how does this system work? Because it just seems broken to me. Yeah. Or they turn into like a big cult film and do yeah. better on DVD. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I know it's worked for some things. Like, of, of the Family Guys, the, I think the big example, you know, home, home viewing saved that show and brought it back. Yeah. You know, because the numbers went up so much for it, but and Futurama as well. Yeah, yeah and Futurama too. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like there's certain movies that I think they know just instantly know are going to do better on DVD. Like John Wick. I I, I thought mm. John Wick was brilliant. It's such a great, just a great action movie. It's so yep. it's so much fun. But like spending all the money to take that to the cinema when they know it's probably not going to get a big cinema audience, it's like, why bother? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's why, like, Netflix is sort of capitalizing now, too, because there's all the stuff that's made, like, TV shows and movies that are made just directly yeah. for Netflix. And they could probably make them with a lot lower budget and see, like, a better return on it, and it'll get better better views that way, and you kind of just bypass the whole theater. Yeah. Has anyone seen the trailer for um, Stranger... Is it Stranger Things? I actually, the new Netflix exclusive? I was going to watch that, actually. Like I was looking on YouTube right before this call and saw that on there and was going to watch it. So I, I haven't uh, watched it yet. So a couple of days ago, and I'm kind of intrigued. He's got like a like an 80s horror movie kind of vibe to it. Yeah. It just it, it just looks so cool. Yeah. It's got like kid like teenage kids on BMXs and <laughs> you know I was like, ah, this takes me back to my youth. I mean, it might be it might be terrible. I might watch a couple of episodes and just give up on it, but so far it looks looks pretty interesting. Yeah, actually. And it does it does have like a out. really really 80s um like title graphic to it. Nice. It looks like it's come straight from straight from the VHS store, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of movies again, I'm going to try and stay on topic this podcast. Wow. Holy shit. What? <laughs> nah. I've what just I got like little tiny of. notes. My other one is about the comic book movies and how they're getting to be sort of this like just saturation between Marvel and then now like DC trying to get into the game. And it's just like so much. And Fox and everyone else as well. <laughs> yeah. Like just so much comic book movies. And it was like. It was kind of cool when they first car, you know, started coming out, and you had like Iron Man and Thor and the Avengers, and then they made, well, and like Captain America, and then when they made the first Avengers movie with like tying all those together. But now it's just like it's so much that it's just like you know you kind of every few months there's another one coming out, and it's just turning to like this giant thing, and just sort of like I think it's almost <clears throat> taking away from it. See, I I hear a lot of people talk about fatigue. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I've got superhero movie fatigue. I was like, I wonder if other people in other decades said this. You know, like in the seventies, people were like, "Oh man, I'm so burnt out on these amazing crime dramas that are coming out." Decade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the another 80s. Godfather movie. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, you know, like the eighties. It's like, oh man, there's all these slasher movies. Christ, when they're going to stop making those? Because you know, they didn't stop. Yeah, you know, they, no. they they kept going well into the nineties and. It's just, I, I do agree that there is so many of them out there. It seems like the slate is just full of comic book movies. But I think if you look at all of the releases from the studios, go see like what's coming out at the big multiplexes week after week. Really, it's just, it, it's a fraction of everything that's getting released that year. Yeah. It's just that they're the ones that, they're the ones that currently are doing the big money, and they're the ones that are currently popular, so they're the ones that get talked about the most. Yeah, I can see that. It just, I don't know, it just seems to me like there's just so much of them. <laughs> like, you know, between Marvel and then, like, with DC's horrible mess of things. <laughs> oh, that still but... breaks my heart so much, is, like, being, like, a DC fan and liking their stories and their characters more, but... They just can't make movies. Yeah. But, you know, they do make amazing comedies. Yeah. They make, they're they good at making yeah. animated ones. Yeah. Live-action ones are awful. Yeah, and they're, they're talking about doing 
their animated stuff in the theatre. So the upcoming Killing Joke movie is going to get a sort of small scale release, which I yeah. think is interesting. Yeah, I heard that. Then again, I think that's, it's, it's like we were cool. just saying, are there animated movies, things you could just watch at home on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, is that cinematic experience needed for yeah. something like a Justice I know- League animated movie or something like that? I know they've done this before, because I'm sure Mask of the Phantasm, the old Batman movie, I mean, it was only a limited release, but I'm sure it got a cinema release when it first came out. So, it does bring up that argument that you just said. It's like, is it it just an attempt to try and associate people with going to the cinema to see DC properties? Yeah. And, you know, try and, like, win back a little bit of loyalty... Or is it just that they think that they've got a story that is so good that it's worth a cinema release? Yeah, because I know we talked about it on the Intercomics podcast, just how much money had been put into the release of Dawn of Biscuits. Yeah. You know, the number number of screens that it was on simultaneously around the world. You know, that, that ain't cheap. So, you know, saying that it's made more money than... Age of Ultron in its opening weekend, it's like, yeah, because it had an extra 50% worth of screens <laughs> to show. You know, of course it's going to make more money. Um, so, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting one. But... I don't think you can, like... I, I find it weird that they judge movies on how much money they make opening weekend because that doesn't mean it's a good movie. It just means people no. have seen it. It doesn't mean they hate it, like they liked it or, yeah. you know, they could have hated it, but they still saw it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Going back to the last uh, Godzilla movie... That did amazingly well in the box office for like two weeks yeah. and then just stopped because word of mouth had gotten around. Yep, exactly. You know, it's, I know I'm not alone in this when I say that I came out of the theatre and I was really disappointed you know, and really fed up with that horrible gimmick of <laughs> cutting away when something interesting is about to happen. I like the old school Godzilla where you see them in the costumes. Those are the better ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when um, when the 98 one, the Forbidden one, came out. <laughs> uh, there was a, a channel on TV that did just a weekend of Godzilla. Oh, yeah. It was just like Godzilla movies and movies from the studio. And then there was like a boatload of documentaries on the making of the movies. And it was amazing. It was so good. It's like, this is brilliant. And then you go see it at the big screen. And you're like, this is nothing like Godzilla. <laughs> but I, I, I still enjoy it. I'm not ashamed to say. The 98 one? Yeah. I think it's fun. It's just, you know, it's just big and silly. <laughs> like you. you know. Yeah, just like me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a simple man and I have simple tastes. And sometimes I just want to see a giant monster stomp around and break stuff. Yeah, exactly. I still haven't seen the horrible Superman, Batman movie. I don't want to pay think for so it. think you lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but don't don't pay for it. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I'll I'll get it when I can download it for free. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it then. I don't want to see what I, I do. Pay for it. <laughs> I'd find someone at work that you don't. You're sort of close enough to that you have a conversation with, but you're not so close that you're like best friends, and convince them to buy it when it comes out, <laughs> so that you'd be like, oh man, can I borrow that when you're done? And they're like, yeah, it's totally amazing. It's so good, and you can watch it for free, and they just be like. Pfft. Person's an idiot. They paid. They, they, they paid money for this. <laughs> I just stood outside the theater laughing at all the people. I'm like, you paid to see that. <laughs> yeah. 
What else Idiots. do I have on my oh, list? Let's see what I have on my list for today. The Queen's birthday. Uh-oh. That pissed me oh, off. Yeah. Happy birthday, Madge, I guess. <laughs> see, that's what was frustrating about, what was it, Friday they had the celebration yesterday? Because I, wa- I like watch. we have a channel in the morning, it's CBC News, and it's just like a news channel, whatever. So I watch it, and, you know, in the morning I get up just to see whatever the main headlines are and get a brief thing on the weather and whatever. But they're like, nope, we're just going to cover the Queen's birthday today. And I'm like, that's awesome. So I have to try and, like, get the news by the little ticker on the bottom of the screen that's like, oh, yeah. there was an earthquake in California. <laughs> you know, this other shit happened. And then on the main screen, it's like we're like in the church and people just giving prayers for the queen's birthday i'm like what the fuck like i get that yeah. it's your birthday celebration but you don't have to take over the whole news channel for it welcome to the she royal is 19 she yeah. is old as fuck yeah like and it's a big deal i get that but i'd like to actually see the news for maybe five minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. now i uh well what well, we had it when there was the royal baby both of the royal babies Yep. It was just, oh, you know, just a film crew outside of a hospital yeah. all day. And it's like, there's oh, still there, no birth. But it was one of the, back. yeah, there was one of the reporter guys who was the best. And they're like, so, Jim, has there been any news? He's like, no, nothing <laughs> at all. Thanks. <laughs> and he just stood there in silence until something happened. Yeah. <laughs> See, nope, he, can't, you. <laughs> he can't have been too bitter because, you know, he was getting paid for all of that. He, he had to do That's no true. work. Yeah, you know, he just had to be there at you know fifteen minute intervals so they could check back in with it. <laughs> you know, well, you can't I be that. The, the royal wedding and like at work for it, and people are sitting there all around their computer screens and watching it at work. I'm like, why don't you just do work instead? Yeah. <laughs> like it's a wedding, <laughs> big deal. Maybe you go back and like fix that printer that you were working on instead. <laughs> well, I went. I went to see the thir- uh, the first Thor movie when the royal wedding was on. <laughs> I got given the day off, and I was like, hmm, "Just go to the movies because I don't want to watch a wedding." And I went and watched Thor, and it was good fun. <laughs> yeah, made the right that, choice. Man. Yeah, that's for me. The royal wedding was a good experience because I did something enjoyable. I think he even had a burrito afterwards. Nice. So you know, it was it was like a good day. You have Mexican food in England? We do, yeah. I, I had tiny, tiny tacos on Tuesday. <laughs> There's a, uh, we've got a chain over here called Chiquitos. Nice. And they have a section of the menu that they call their street food. And basically it's just like small appetizer-sized portions. Oh, yeah. Really, that's all it is. They should have just called them appetizers. Uh, but you can order like three for so much. So I had like two tiny tacos, a tiny burrito, and a uh, tortilla stack, which is just like, it's like a miniature stack of pancakes, but it's got meat in the middle. It was was all very delicious, but it was tiny, and I enjoyed it, because I got to pretend I was a giant for a while. I love tiny food. It's like my favorite, sliders and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's, There's something really wondrous about just imagining that, you know. You've got giant hands, and you're picking up these tacos. And I had some um, rum-flavored beer as well, which was different. Weird. Yeah, it's uh, it was called was it Cubanisto for anyone keeping score at home. Uh, It's got like a sugar skull logo on the front, and I didn't realize it was rum-flavored until 
until it got there and I tasted it. I was like, oh, this tastes really sweet. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, but it was okay. It's you know, nice for change. When we did uh, my first drunk pot, I found this really amazing hard root beer. So it was just basically root beer with vodka. And it was so good. And it just tasted like root beer. Like you couldn't taste the alcohol in it. And then when we went to the second one. I would try to find like the same kind of root beer. But all they had was like rum root beer. So it was like Captain mm. Morgan root beer. And I'm like, well, I'll try it out. And it was just like awful. And I was drinking it. And I'm like, this is just disgusting. This rum flavored root beer and so my friend's like well try mixing it with your dr pepper <laughs> i'm like that's not any better <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> so like i poured it into the glass of the dr pepper and i'm like no it's it's not any better <laughs> well where i'm from the uh thing to cut your drinks with was always skull super strength because it didn't really taste of anything it just tasted of alcohol uh. so it's just like if you want to get rid of a taste just cover it with the taste of alcohol <laughs> Well, and it was funny, too, because I was thinking afterwards, we spent so long trying to find, like, these cans of the hard root beer. I'm like, why didn't I just buy vodka and root beer? <laughs> like, it would have made just as much sense. I could have just bought a bottle of vodka and bought a bottle of root beer and then been happy with that. <laughs> well, I think that's a, a lesson that you're going to have to hold on to for next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next time, I'm aiming for two bottles of Smirnoff. Two liters of alcohol and trying not to die. <laughs> uh, yeah, have oh, you God. got some kind of protection over your microphone when you vomit? <laughs> well, we sort of just like put it on the table and we kind of sit like not too close to it. So I don't puke yeah. from booze. I'll probably just pass out. Although last time I like fell out of a chair in her house and I forgot about it. And the next day I'm like, why did my leg hurt so bad? And she's like, you fell out of a chair. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's why my leg hurts so bad. That's the worst kind of drinking, where you do something that you can't remember. Well, it's funny, because, yeah. like, listening back to the pod afterwards, and I'm like, I don't even remember saying half that shit. Like, it's just so funny. And I feel bad for her, because, like, I have bad ADD on a, on a normal day, and then when I drink, it just, like, removes any sort of, like, filter or focus that I have. So it's just, like, pure, just random shit you know, to my mouth the whole time. <laughs> And it's funny for me to listen to it, but I'm like, I feel bad that, you know, she has to put up with that. The drunk Mandy Hurricane. Oh, that's what friends are for. You shouldn't ever feel bad for that. <laughs> if they can't accept you while you're drunk and probably being a little bit racist, then they're not going to be your friends. <laughs> the drunk yeah. pods are pretty fun, though. I think they're hilarious. I mean, if anything, it's just funny to me and her listening back to them and how sloppy I get. <laughs> And then I just end up drunk dialing people. Trying to, <laughs> trying to drunk snap people. <laughs> well, and I actually have an alcohol related question. Look at this, man. It's just all on topic today. I, so, I don't know what you've done with the real Almost man. like we planned it. <laughs> I should have wrote down sandwiches, because we always talk about sandwiches. <laughs> Jack one day needs to eat a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> one what, day. What puts you off? Is it the combination, or is it one of yes, the three ingredients? What do you mean, what puts me off? The whole concept puts me <laughs> off. It's like, yeah, I don't know if you just like really don't like pickles, or you really don't like, you know... Peanut butter. I'm indifferent to. I love peanut butter. I'm indifferent to pickles. The, the concept of the combination melts my brain and makes me want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> no, it's not though, is it? 
It it's is, just not. Though. It can't be. It can't <laughs> be. There's no way on God's green earth that that can be a good thing. It goes against nature, but it's so good. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm prepared to try it, but I think, I think Jack might be onto a winner with this one. <laughs> I like both of those things, but I'm not sure if that combination actually works. <laughs> like pickles, like peanut butter, mash them together. There you go. <laughs> mm. I like sandwiches. I haven't had any ch- weird sandwiches lately. I gotta make Would you weird. chop up the pickles and put them in smooth peanut butter so you've got like pickly, crunchy peanut butter? Yeah, I'd probably try that. I literally sent a shiver down my spine. <laughs> like I actually, I had a physical reaction to that. Jack's just over in the corner puking. <laughs> yeah, I mean to cover my mic, apparently. <laughs> Jesus, I've dipped like pepperoni sticks into onion dip. That's a pretty good combination. Yeah, I don't eat pepperoni. I'm vegetarian. Yeah, so vegetarian pepperoni. <laughs> there is that exists. It yeah. exists. There's I a... was watching a. A show the other day called, I don't know if either of you two have seen it, called You Gotta Eat Here. No. I've heard of it, I think. Um, it's, a, it's a little like Man vs. Food. He just doesn't do any crazy challenges. He just goes and looks at the menu and helps them make stuff. And you're like, everything looks good. And they were at a vegan restaurant a couple of days ago. And they made vegan cheese. What's and I was like, how can you... Well, they wouldn't say, <laughs> but somehow they made like a, a runny cheese sauce to go over this meal, yeah. and it, apparently it tastes like cheese. I was like, how is that possible? Are vegans like witches? Yeah, it's alchemy. <laughs> They're turning frogs into cheese. But they made like vegan burgers as well, and they were using all these things to make it taste like meat, and I was like, how do you... How do you make something taste like meat that doesn't have meat in it? There's uh, this food truck in town that has like a really good uh, vegetarian burger. It's like it's like mushrooms and a bunch of like beans and stuff all mashed together. But it is like it's better than almost any other burger, like meat burger that I've had. It's so good, but it sucks because it's a food truck, so they're only out for like you know two months of the, out of the year. So every week, like, they say where they're going to be, and I try and, like, get there, like, once every couple of weeks to try and find where, they, where they're going to be in town to get the burger. It's so good, though. I was surprised. I love a good veggie burger. The, like, really fake good. meat stuff is just what I live for. Well, Even though I've never eaten meat before, so I don't <laughs> know. I can't, like, compare the two. Well, it was good because, like, it's just it's mushrooms and, like, beans and some other stuff all mashed together. And then there's actually, like sprouts and stuff on top of it and then it's like a really good like and it's all local stuff too because it's from the local food truck and then they had like um root vegetable chips on the side so it's like sweet potato and regular potato chips and everything and it's like six dollars it's so good sweet potato fries are just the bomb i love sweet potato fries i tried making i tried making finally food all three of us can agree on (laughs) i tried making sweet potato casserole like the americans do and it was gross it was pretty awful I don't know how they heat it. With the little did like, you put marshmallows on Yes, it? I did put marshmallows on top, and it, it it was awful. It was just terrible. And I spent like so long making this thing, and it was just gross. Because sweet potatoes are like awful to try and cook. They take forever to boil, and like to peel them and everything, and they just don't cook. So I prefer to get my fries out in restaurants where they already made yeah. them, and I don't have to go through the hassle of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did have a question about alcohol over there. Okay. Yeah, what was your question about alcohol? You never actually said it. Yeah. So, like, right now, it's kind of, like, a big deal in the States and a little bit in Canada. There's, like, this weird craft beer, like, phase going on where people are, like, all Mm -hmm. into, like, whatever all the craft beers are. And I don't know if, like, that's something that they have over there. Oh, yeah. Like, local brewery stuff is... It's kind of been a big deal for a while. Um, what is it? It's Weatherspoons, which is a, a chain of bars. I think they always have like a big selection of like small cast ales on. And every year, I think they do like the beer festival, which is like a European thing. Oh yeah. So, the, you know, like one week they'll have on like English beers, and then the next week they'll have on like French beers and then German beers and that kind of thing. So I almost wonder if like it came from over there then and like started like people over here are just like oh they're doing it over in England and Europe and stuff maybe we'll do it too. Yeah, it's a very European thing, definitely is. Because I know um, like there's what? so much like lately, just like the last couple of years, it just seems it's like the in thing over here. Mm. There's uh, oh, what was the name of that place we went in Leeds last year? That like oh. German bar. Yeah, the German, the Bavarian bar thing. Yeah, yeah. it's that's that's like exclusively all, you know, like local ales with local ales from around Europe, and they do the same. They'll buy up like so much of it, and they'll have it on for so long, and then they'll change it with another one. And oh god, what was it? I had one that was like um, it was like Guinness and black currant mixed together. It was really weird. That was all we had last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that this year? I think it was last year. Because didn't you have like a... You had like a really dark cider or something. No, I ended up having beer as well. And it was this weird... It looked like Guinness. It was like this pitch black syrupy thing. And then it was actually quite light and quite fruity. And we were really surprised. And we both ended up drinking it. (laughs) Yeah. And then I remember Kyle's just like, Oh, I just want rum and coke. Like, oh, oh rum and coke, mate, rum and coke. <laughs> like, you can uh, tell he's like 21. There's a little um, there's a little place next, it's a couple of doors down, I think, from OK Comics in Leeds called Tall Boys. And they sell it, like they sell beer by the bottle there. So I think maybe we might have to stock up this year for some, uh, for some late night tipples. Because <laughs> yeah, um, they, they actually do really good coffee in there. And they're, um, I had their banana and I think it was like banana and toffee donut once and it was amazing it was so good that sounds really good yeah it I'm was. not a big it's beer not... drinker though like I don't know I, I the yeast and like beer just makes me sick I can't drink beer and I can't drink wine because I'm allergic to the sulfites in red wine so I have to stick with like hard really wine. yeah like even if if it's like a really strong red wine even if I just smell it my face will turn red I don't get to drink wine. See, if I had to drink wine, I would drink red wine. But red wine does terrible things to me. <laughs> it, just, it has, like, mind control properties. <laughs> it, it, it makes me do very, very silly things. So I try to stay away from it as much as possible. It's like when I drink Smirnoff Ice and my friend doesn't take my phone away from me. <laughs> yeah. A correction. When you drink a litre yeah. Smirnoff Ice, that's a very important <laughs> distinction between... Well, having a drink like and a having a liter cooler, of a drink. Though. It's just like it'd be cooler, so it's only like 5%, but yeah, it's like a liter and it goes down fast. <laughs> still, a, still a liter, Mandy. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of drink. 
Yeah, <laughs> a lot of and like a, usually have a cooler before that, and then like a couple cans of something after that. So, and then try not to die. <laughs> I, I I I like my uh, I like my ales. I like my bitters. It's, you know, you you can't rush those. There's no way of drinking them fast. You can't be done. <laughs> if you got like Smirnoff ice, you can just neck a bottle and not even think about it. Oh yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny too because I'm like. The last time, I'm like, oh, she's like, well, try and pace yourself because I get drunk really quick, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'll try and pace myself. <laughs> I'm still drunk within like half an hour. <laughs> she's like, well, you don't have to tug everything put in front of you. I'm like, I do though. I was there, I'll drink it. <laughs> then, yeah, why else? What's the point? <laughs> well, my husband always nope. laughs too because he's like, I don't get drunk often, but when I do, it's like I drink to get drunk. He's like, you always drink to get drunk. You just slow down. I'm like, no. <laughs> what else am I drinking? You're drunk. See, that's what they call binge drinking, Mandy. <laughs> that, that's not good for you. It's better to have a little bit all the time than <laughs> lots of it very little of the time. I don't like alcohol a lot of the time, though, so that's why I like, if I'm going to drink it, I just drink it to get drunk, and then I go to sleep. <laughs> and then wake up and realize you've committed some sort of Snapchat hate crime. <laughs> But that's the best part about Snapchat is I can't see afterwards what I sent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gone. So, And then I have that moment of panic. And I'm like, okay, did I send this one to the right people? Because I sent a bunch of them out at once. <laughs> which ones did I send to which people? It's like sending out dick pics. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't send anything like that out. It's just usually drunk stuff. It's like, here's me with the bottle. Oh, the bottle's empty now. <laughs> As the night progresses. Well, that's actually all the little notes that I had on my list. And we talked about sandwiches, so that was good. <laughs> now I want to make sandwiches. I've been, I've been eating more peanut butter plus something else sandwiches. Pickle? I've yet to advance to pickle. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to handle the pickle. Like, you, I don't know where to get pickle from. It's not as common here, I don't think. You, just can't like, go you don't just see pickles just hanging out really? on the shelf. You know, you I mean? can, it, depending on the supermarket you go to, you can usually find a big jar of them somewhere. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. Here you get pickles everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Just go, go hunt out pickled onions. They'll be around about there. Oh, pickled onions are amazing. But... Pickled onions are the best. See, we only ever get... seem to have them at Christmas, though, which is weird. That's not a Christmas food, Matthew. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> you know, you know, like on Boxing Day when, I don't know if you do this, but on Boxing Day, it's like we'll have like, you know, the leftover, leftover food from Christmas Day yeah. plus chips. And we'll have like, we'll have like the meat cold and everything. And then we'll have some chips and then pickled onions. So we never have pickled onions like throughout the year. <laughs> That's like almost like a barf thing pickled onions yeah the um the the mexican place that i went to at the beginning of the week gave me some popcorn while i was waiting for my meal that's weird yeah i was like i'm not against this because you know free popcorn is always <laughs> good but you know just why popcorn it doesn't go together why, yeah why, why not just like some doritos or something yeah. surely that makes sense but no it's not go wrong with doritos and dip like no you uh, here's, a, here's a question for you. This is this is a great question. I think it says a lot about a person. What combination of Doritos and dip is the best one? 
I've never oh, picked if you had, Are you picking, like, chili or cool or cheesy with a salsa or a sour cream and chive dip, perhaps? Or just a straight-up, like, spicy chili sauce? What are you going for? What, what's your pick? See, I'm a big fan of just, like, cool, you know, just, like, regular Doritos. Mm-hmm. I think they're my favorite. I like vanilla Doritos. I don't know why. Um, what dip was your dip, Mr. Wilmot? See, I, I think I'd have to go for a salsa. If, if I couldn't just pick guacamole and have that you, as my dip. You can have guacamole. You can have whatever <laughs> oh, dip you want, man. Well, well, then it's, whatever it, dip. It, it, it's cool Doritos and guacamole because guacamole is amazing. Guacamole tastes okay. like grass. I agree, oh, Mandy. I agree. <laughs> guacamole is the devil's dip. I've tried to eat it like, like so many times and it just tastes like grass. Oh, you two are weird. Guacamole is <laughs> great. Just Avocados because. are gross. Guacamole is gross. <laughs> Guacamole and pickles, you'll love it. Yeah. Oh, and peanut butter. Yeah. And peanut butter. See, I've never Jesus dipped Christ. Doritos. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. What do you I've, do with Doritos then? Just eat Doritos by they're themselves. Like, they're I did triangularly shaped. They're dipping. They're made for <laughs> dipping. I if I was gonna dip Doritos, I would probably pick sour cream because I love sour cream. So yeah, I go cool cool flavor with sour cream. Usually sour cream and chive, because I love oniony flavors. Yeah, me oh, too. Oh, man. What's really good, I don't know if... Okay, so we have all-dressed chips over here. I don't know if you get them in England, or if it's strictly a Canadian what? thing. What are they? So all-dressed chips are basically... flavors and descriptions. <laughs> it's, it's basically everything. It's like every flavor. Okay. <laughs> so it's like... Because we have ketchup chips, and I don't know if you guys have those either. It almost seems like some oh, stuff... Particularly, no. Yeah, so like, their ketchup chips are chips with ketchup, like dried ketchup flavoring on them, and it's like a really strong flavor. And so all dressed chips kind of have like all the other seasonings of ketchup too. So it's like basically any se- like they took all the other seasonings of every other chips and just chucked them all in one chip. But those are actually really good to dip specifically with onion dip because it's like a lot of strong flavors at once. But it's really good. Mm, onion dip. <laughs> I love onions and onion dip. Yeah. And sour cream. I'll put How do you guys feel about anything. hummus? Hummus? I like hummus. Yeah, do you know? Matthew? I, I have nothing against hummus. I think I've only ever okay. eaten it a handful of times. Um, okay. I'm a big fan of chickpeas. I like chickpeas. I hate chickpeas with a passion, but I don't <laughs> mind hummus. <laughs> That's like with me with, with tomatoes and ketchup. I don't like tomatoes, but I like exactly. ketchup. And spaghetti exactly. sauce. <laughs> I don't like raw tomatoes. Yeah, I don't like them either. Raw tomatoes are—it's like I'll eat them, but they're there mainly just to add some kind of moisture to the food. Yeah, but they don't—they don't actually taste of anything. And my dad always says, "It's like, oh, well, you need a tomato and some salt." That's brilliant. It's like, yeah, but all you're tasting is salt. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you should just—if if you want that—just eat some salt. <laughs> My husband always gets mad when we make, like, BLTs. He's like, oh, we need to have BLTs for lunch. And I'm like, well, I don't want tomato, and I don't like lettuce on sandwiches, so it's basically just bacon sandwiches. Because <laughs> I'm not a big fan of lettuce on sandwiches. I like lettuce in a burger. Like, under the burger. Well, it's not, it's probably not too bad sense. on a burger. Like, I won't be upset if it's on there, but if, like, I go to Subway and they try and, like, fill my sandwich with lettuce and... No, I don't want lettuce on it. You just like, just give me the meat. Yep. Meat. Just meat. 
<laughs> and then there's Jack. Give me all the lettuce. <laughs> it's living up to my vegetarian stereotypes. Yep. But <laughs> hey, for me, there's only there's only really two things that I just sort of would only eat at gunpoint, and that's the only way I'd ever eat them. One of them is pineapple, and the other one is olives. Yeah, I, I fucking hate eaters. olives, but I yeah. love pineapple. And I, I watched Deadpool all agree on the other week. Yeah, olives are, olives, olives are gross. Olives are gross. Holy shit, that's another thing we agree on. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched Deadpool at the beginning of the week, and he orders a... Uh, mush, uh, a olive and pineapple yeah. pizza. And I just threw up a bit in my mouth. I was like, oh, <laughs> why? Oh. Yeah, so nest. That's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of olives, but I love Greek salad. And then I just always pick the olives out. <laughs> just basically, I just like salad with onions and feta. Is the only difference. But I like olives. salads, like, as long as it's wrapped around some meat. <laughs> You don't ever just eat salad? Not on its own. <laughs> it's like, if I wanted to eat something that tasted of nothing, I'd just not eat. <laughs> <laughs> you just eat nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I had a grain salad the other day that was pretty delicious. I had different kinds of like, I'm a huge fan of quinoa and like yeah. pearl barley and stuff. And it also had, it's really interesting, dressing and halloumi, which is an excellent addition halloumi to any salad. The bomb. Halloumi is amazing. <laughs> Halloumi is the difference between me liking a salad and like not touching it with a barge pole. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Halloumi is a, is a game changer for me. There's this really good quinoa salad at this one store in town. It's like with corn and peppers and I think like black beans mm. in it too. And it's just really good. Oh man, that sounds good. But it only comes in like these little tiny containers. So you have to buy like three or four of them to make like an actual <laughs> big salad. I think it's just supposed to be like a little side dish, but I prefer it as like lunch. <laughs> so they've done that on it. purpose I'm sure oh probably so I'm always like walking you're gonna up to have the till to buy like... five uh. yeah well they're like small little containers so they're only like two bucks each so I end up getting like four of them so I can actually have like a full lunch it's really good though that's my problem with sushi I love sushi but you never get enough of it no matter no. where you are you never get enough of it I only like California rolls that's all I eat for sushi. Which ones are California rolls? They're like the very basic ones. It's like I think just crab and cucumber and rice, essentially. No, you got to go for the ones that have got like bits of octopus on. Yeah. Or some cuttlefish. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of seafood. Or those whole baby squids, like deep fried, whatever yeah. the fuck that is. You know, I won't have one of those because I remember an episode of CSI where someone managed to kill somebody with a whole baby squid. <laughs> That's it, weird. It's, somehow they managed to they cook it in a way where it came alive in their throat and strangled them to death. So I won't eat a whole like one. A thing. Well, apparently it worked. I don't think it, so. I'll, I'll eat bits of it, but I won't eat a whole one. There was a CSI where someone killed someone with a meat bullet. They made a bullet out of, like, hamburger, like, frozen hamburger. And then so when they Delicious. got shot with it, it just, like, dispersed throughout their body and they couldn't find the bullet. Ridiculous. 
why waste meat? <laughs> it's like, if I was going to kill someone, the last thing I gave them wouldn't be a meat bullet. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm going to go eat the meat afterwards. I'm going to celebrate with some meat. A meat bullet sounds like a meat sword. <laughs> it sounds dirty. Oh, baby. Meat bullet sounds like a bullet. euphemism for clitoris. Yeah. <laughs> <The> meat bullet. <laughs> Well, it's funny because on the last Drunk Pod, we talked about, like, my friend and I have our our wank banks. (laughs) And she's like, does everyone know what wanking is? I'm like, I'm pretty sure everyone knows what wanking means. And then she's like, well, it's like flicking the bean. I'm like, flicking the bean. That's that's my favorite phrase. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, wanking, like when you wank your wiener. (laughs) She's like, yeah, you flick the bean. Jesus Christ. And you wank your wiener. Yeah. One that always makes me laugh is uh, double-clicking the mouse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't think of a more, like, middle-class twee way to put it. <laughs> oh, I was, I was just double-clicking the mouse. <laughs> like, just, just a minute, you were rubbing one off. Stop yep. trying to cover it up. But it's flicking the beans better. <laughs> yeah. Although, don't say it around, you know, like a Mexican food place, because people will... <laughs> People wonder what is in their meal. It's like, why has she been flicking these beans? <laughs> She's standing outside the Mexican restaurant flicking beans. She's flicking beans at hobos. Quick. Call Jesus. the police. <laughs> That's about right. That seems about right. I had to come up on the podcast, right? <laughs> of course. It's like Neville's two-hand job there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two hand jobs. <laughs> That's what it always devolves into. Well, I should probably let you guys go so this isn't another three hour one. Try and stick them to an hour, is what I've been doing. So, it's pretty close to an hour. Because I don't want to edit a three hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I'm, whenever I'm on, it tends to run to like at least two and a half. Yeah. Is even, even, not even like. Even shows with structure, I managed to make it run for like two and a half hours, and I don't know how. <laughs> Just I show up on other people's shows, and then it's still three hours long, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I don't know what I do. I don't know why this has happened. <laughs> you do it because it's their shows, and then you don't have to deal with it. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, I'm not editing this. Wait. Let's talk for eight hours, because then you have to edit it. <laughs> 24-hour live stream podcast. <laughs> 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 And it's just t- Jack talking about different sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back in my day, I ate nothing but peanut butter on its own in a sandwich. <laughs> What's funny is that actually we were watching MasterChef over here and like they cooked their first whatever meals. And the one guy, I can't remember what he was making. He was making something, some kind of chicken thing. And he put like fucking Marmite in the sauce. And even Gordon Ramsay's like, what yes. are you doing? Yes. He's like, I don't understand. The king of ingredients. <laughs> and I was like, why? Uh, why did you put that in there? <laughs> we we have a... Marmite's che- the best, man. Do you just don't understand? We have a cheese and Marmite <laughs> sandwich at work. And the cheese and Marmite's the best. Why do you uh, sell that in a business? Because, you know, people <laughs> buy it. That's why. people like me exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's my I go-to try thing at a cheese and Marmite shop. sandwich if you try a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Deal. <laughs> Fucking deal. And we will like have to 
film Need before video. hanging out us eating it at the same time or yes. something. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We'll, we'll do a video episode about it. <laughs> and then we can both puke on camera. <laughs> and Matt has to eat both. <laughs> what? Why do I have to eat Marmite? Do you not like Marmite? No. It's like, you know, it's like someone took earwax and left it to rot in the sun for a few weeks. It's and then salty. added like ten thousand percent salt. Yeah. yeah, it's so Ugh. salty. It's like the saltiest thing I've ever tasted, and I don't like salt. <laughs> I don't even put salt on my food when I eat it. I'm not. Even, I'm not even touching that saltiest thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> <laughs> Just left that. <laughs> Just let that fly by. Proof that we still have some dignity left on this podcast. Whichever listener comes back with the best zinger for that one before we return wins a. <laughs> A, a high five. Cheese and marmite sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Cheese and marmite sandwich. Marmite sandwich. Mailed from England. We have. We actually have. Like, do you guys have baby bell cheese? Like in, in the little packages yep. in yep. in Canada. The little wax yeah. ones. So yeah, yeah. There's a similar version to that that is made by the marmite company, and it's a cheddar and marmite mashup. So the cheese mm. has a marmite in it, Ugh. and it is one of the most delicious things ever. Weird. I love getting the baby bell cheese because then we just always play with the wax. I mean, my friend just used to like whip it at the ground and laugh that it didn't bounce. <laughs> it's the best part of the cheese is the wax. What kind of cheddar specifically is like for marmite? Just any cheddar, or is it like I'm not old sure cheddar? they're allowed to say. It's pretty mature. It's pretty strong. So like, like really pretty dense cheddar. <laughs> yeah. So like it's a mature. like orangey sort of cheddar. Oh, I have to like send you guys some or something. Matt, you can probably find your own. Yeah, but Mandy, I'll have to. <laughs> Matt, post you find your own. <laughs> Matt, you're on your own, mate. Sorry, in the wilderness of Doncaster. Oh no, I'm really going to look really hard for this. You know, cheese. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh, I went to all these stores and couldn't find it. <laughs> I went to a total of some shops looking yeah. for it. <laughs> I couldn't find anything. Well, you said you were making, like, peanut butter sandwiches. What do you put with your peanut butter? So, I've recently been combining vegetarian ham and peanut butter. But you won't eat pickles and peanut butter. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not a psychopath. What's vegetarian ham? Lettuce? (laughs) (laughs) Touché. Oh, the vegetarian ham, please. Is it just like like the other like imitation meat type stuff? Yeah, it's a bright pink mashup of various proteins in a blob. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Mm, it is quite delicious, actually. <laughs> so you put that with peanut butter? I have done, yes. Really? The classic peanut and Nutella. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. The Tim Hortons here has Nutella at it now. So you can actually get, like, well, Tim Hortons in general. So you can get Nutella stuffed cookies or, like, Nutella on a croissant, and it's so good having a croissant stuffed with Nutella. Yeah. Mm, that sounds amazing. It's so good. Uh, I really, ro- really want some peanut butter and Nutella now. <laughs> good, man. Good. And See, even something as simple as PB&J is not something I grew up eating, so it's kind of like a fairly recent thing for me. So what is the J that you put with peanut butter? Like what oh, kind of jam? Strawberry. strawberry? That's a good one. <laughs> That's my favorite. If I... not that, then raspberry. 
Yeah, those are like pretty I, much I, the only jams I'll eat. Blueberry jam is ace, but I like to have it that's blueberry got blueberries in it. Got like big old chunks of blueberry, and that's brilliant. I'm not a fan. That of sounds fantastic. Like but if you uh, if you ever want to live like a truly decadent lifestyle, you need a tub of peanut butter, tub of Nutella, and then a chocolate bar of your choice, and just sort of dip into it. Just create a sandwich from two chocolate bars, <laughs> and then put peanut butter and Nutella in between those chocolate bars. So you get one of those like huge dairy milk things that yeah. are like you know you know, eight inches by six inches, like, huge bars, and just put a block of that and a block of that, and then just layer it with Nutella and peanut butter. That's the sandwich that Matt has to eat. Well, I've, I've done it in That's between... The, have you got diabetes yet? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but now you do. Uh, I've done it between two chocolate hobnobs before. Mm. You, uh, you, you turn the chocolate hobnobs upside down, so you butter the, the biscuity part. <laughs> and it's like peanut butter on one, Nutella on the other, and then you smush it together. But the oh, only problem is, is, soon as you bite into it, it just shatters. Yeah, it goes everywhere. It's the worst thing to eat. <laughs> it's where you can't really make any mess. Yeah, a, so you can eat it over a, the sink. There's a great episode of Good Mythical Morning where it's like Willet Sandwich, and they try and make sandwiches out of yeah, everything. Yeah, Willet Sandwich is amazing. I love that one. Where it's like. The cheese with like the, or was I think it was the ice cream one too, where it was like two bricks of cheese with like ice cream in the middle. That's <laughs> so awful. So Willet cereal was my favorite personally. Yeah, I love those ones. Willet with all the different foods. Those are my favorite ones. And watch them eat random shit. Well, <laughs> let's try and end the show again. <laughs> Next time we'll do one just on sandwiches. All sandwiches. And we'll actually eat the weird sandwiches like live on air, so all the listeners get here. They're like, mmm, 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 <laughs> like noises. Mm. Tastes like diabetes. <laughs> all the sandwiches Matt has to eat are just chocolate based. <laughs> I, I I can live with that. Um, if all I'm gonna go, picks. yeah. If I'm gonna go, I want to be want to be taken out by chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Simpsons episode with Uder. He's like, don't make me run, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> don't make me run, I'm full of chocolate. Would you like a lick of my flavor bar? <laughs> that was so great. Yeah, good old Uder. <laughs> oh. You could say there's a little bit of Uder in all of us. <laughs> More than others. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on again and talking for Thank not three hours. Thank you for hours. having us. <laughs> it's a pleasure as always. <laughs> we need to have Jack we need on to more. Have, we, we've set up the sandwich saga now. We're going to need to complete yeah. the trilogy. Yes, we will do. Fun travel sandwiches, now this episode, and then the one where we actually eat them. Yeah, we'll set up for the next time where we actually like eventually do the video one where we eat the gross sandwiches. Deal. <laughs> and Matt okay. just gets to eat chocolate. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, so guys, how's your sandwich? This chocolate's delicious. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'm so sad I have to eat all this chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, again, where people can find you on Twitter to follow you guys. 
Uh, I am uh, at Geek Without Fear on the Twitter, the, the Instagram, the just about everything else. <laughs> we both host a podcast called the Intercomics Podcast, which you may have um, heard us mention previously on this show. Yep. Um, the best way to find that on Twitter is at Pod, and you can hear me and Matt talk about all the various comics. It is now a twice-a-month show, all about the various comics and stuff like that, and we do... Uh, indie spotlights and um, we've been talking about all the dc rebirth um that's our sort of uh current sort of topic <laughs> at the moment because there's going to be so many books coming from dc at the yeah. moment um we also have guests on and interviews and stuff like that as well much in the same way that you guys do here on this show as well um if you want to tweet at me personally for whatever reason and recommend weird sandwiches and with combining <laughs> peanut butter and whatnot um i'm at jlw chambers on twitter and <laughs> Like Matt said, pretty much everything else as well. <laughs> so there you go. They can tweet at you about sandwiches and suggest ones to try. I hope they do. <laughs> we'll put some polls up. What kind of sandwich should Jack eat? Uh, it would take <laughs> I, I, will put, I will put some Twitter polls up. Like, what should I combine with peanut butter in a sandwich? Yes. <laughs> I think that's an app that needs designing. An app that just randomly generates you a sandwich every day. <laughs> that would so, be amazing. Yeah. Okay, um, idea. Copyright. Osipenko Wilmot Chambers 2016. <laughs> Nobody steal our idea. Nope. Stand which app? <laughs> well, thanks Sam, for being Sam, on. Sandwich randomizer. Yeah, sandwich randomizer. Well, thanks again for being on, guys. We'll have to get you on more soon. Well. I don't leave the house, so I'm usually always available. <laughs> I, I don't have a life. I don't have people that you know care about me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here writing angry letters to the government with your grumpy stick. I don't often, I don't often leave the house, but I'm going to be moving to a different house soon. So Jack's on the run. <laughs> exactly, I'm on the run once again. Yeah, you need to tweet him some sandwiches he can have quite quickly in case the police arrive. <laughs> So nothing that takes more than like five minutes to prepare. <laughs> He's like, don't arrest me yet. I got to finish putting the sandwich together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Little Geek Lost. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. You can find me on littlegeeklost.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Geek Life Radio. New episodes come out every Monday. And of course, you can find me on the Menreal Network at menreal.net.